to Bal Maria too. Like you know, that's just a thing that could have happened. You know, it's a super kick party when Maria is handing out super kicks. That yeah. that's a super kick party. And then AJ Styles throws in a Pele kick. The Pele kick party. It's greater than super kick party. Yeah, then don't you it, think? I mean, that, if everybody was doing Pele kicks, then, then it'd be a soccer game. You get, then it'd be a soccer game, and no one yeah. watches those. I hope there's an amazing soccer game sometime where there's like, yeah, like a few bicycle kicks here and there, and the announcer goes, "It's a Pele kick party right there." Like all the wrestling fans will just would just flip out. But anyway, we've said enough. Um, I would just like to uh, take this moment to uh, to wind things up and uh, say one, two, three, four. I declare Ahmed Week One Part. Three of the four Midweek War podcasts that we're bringing to you. Uh, Lucha, done. NXT, done. Now, it's time to talk Ring of Honor. And if you want to get more podcast goodness just like this, just go uh, look up the Midweek War on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, blah, 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 or go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Let's introduce all our friends right here. Um, joining us from his sanctuary for disenfranchised Knicks fans in Poughkeepsie, New York. It's Mad Mike. Hi, Mad Mike. Um, hey, hey, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Um, did you know that there was some inclement weather during Ring of Honor this week? Oh, do you tell. Uh, yeah. Apparently, there is the uh high, high eighty percent probability of a rainmaker. Good job. None, none of the money went in front of the there. And the money didn't work. It didn't work. God damn it! Rain, make it rain, rain. make it rain right. I, I, well, I'll tell you somebody who always knows how to make it rain. He always gets it right in the club, and that's uh, Antonio Garza. He'll Garza, if you will. Well, since uh, Michael already stole my rainmaker joke, I'll just just say yow because Nakamura so, was in today. So good, <laughs> so good. Uh, I'm I, I'm marked out for that, and you're not even the real Nakamura. All right. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I just feel like a passenger on this thing, so we need one of you to give me one word for this week's episode of Ring of Honor. Hmm. Uh, let's see. What? Well, I... I, I got it, it's got to be... You got one, Garza? Give it to me, Garza. Yeah, I, Japan. Japan! Japan! Correct. Well done. Japan-dominated show. Yep, this was um, just all New Japan versus Ring of Honor goodness from the uh, show up in Toronto. Jeez, uh, feels like a month or so ago. It was a long time ago they did these matches. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome nonetheless. What it's a treat. That month now. Um, it was all good. But uh, Garza, is there anything in particular that you want to single out as being extra good? Oh, oh my God. Uh, that that three-on-three match... Oh my god, it was so good. Like, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Roppongi Vice. Like to be completely honest, I I actually think that Rocky Romero and Trent make a really awkward team. But holy shit, that match was amazing. Like, <laughs> Okada, there's a reason Okada and AJ Styles are considered like some of the best wrestlers in the world, and and you could see it there. Like, they were just like spot on. Like that match. Easily uh, four and a half stars. 
I, I mean, just the finishing sequence alone of that match was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's one of the things I like about it, and one of the things I goddamn can't stand about it. <laughs> I. And it's, it, again, it's just because I'm not used to Ring of Honor style. Like, it doesn't flow as well in my brain as it does for a lot of other people. But, uh, ju- just the, the amount of super kicks. <laughs> the sheer volume of super kicks. Like, there were so many super kicks, I'm pretty sure that uh, you could have Buck Buck 2016 running for the super kick party. And they might get more votes than some people who have already declared. Donald Trump! Mm, excuse me. Ooh, okay, then. Well, this is going to be tough, but, um, guards, I'm putting this responsibility on you. you got to come up with, uh, see if you can come up with something bad for this episode of Ring of Honor. I actually do have a bad thing, uh, because th- this is something that I've hated of Ring of Honor TV, like, forever. Is that uh, they give us matches that, while they're amazing, they're not, uh, they don't follow like a sequence or a canon story. So, like we just saw uh, Best in the World this weekend, and I want to see, like, I want to see Jay Lethal celebrate, or I want to see, like, what Jay Briscoe feels, or something like that. And no, I get, like, three awesome matches. Damn it, three awesome matches. Or at least some commentary. Four of the best wrestlers on the planet. Get off my TV. Or at least some commentary about how excited Roderick Strong is to be the number one contender. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I mean because I and it's because I think the Sinclair broadcast airs on. Does it air on Friday or Saturday? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, here Saturday. here in Pittsburgh, yeah, we get it on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, and but but it doesn't air on Friday anywhere, right? No. So you could have had the commentary reflect best in the world. Yeah, in theory. I mean, I mean it doesn't take much. It Because, honestly, the rest of the show, except for maybe saying that Michael Elgin was upset he didn't win the triple threat match, you know, you, you could have made it seem a little like like it flows a bit more. I, I and also, the- I didn't like the Elgin match. <laughs> it was okay. It was very... Yeah, it was, to me. That's yeah. okay. I mean, Ghetto's not the best in the world, and Elgin is good at most. Let, let's face it, these poor son of, gu- son of a guns, those two were sandwiched between two incredible yeah. matches. Of course, yeah. They were in a tough spot. Uh, it was, it actually, was the diva uh, spot. It was the diva spot on WrestleMania. Yeah. They, they, like, I hear that, Elgin? You're a diva. Oh, but back, backstage, uh knowledge on, on this match is that it was supposed to be like a trial match for Elgin to go to New Japan because Ghetto's a, the booker for New Japan for listening. Mm-hmm. And Elgin had never impressed the New Japan guys. So they set up the, uh, Delirious because the booker for Ring of Honor set up this match for so like he could have like a first hand uh, try on for Elgin. And it apparently yeah. worked because I believe uh yeah, he's going to... Oh, he uh, got the call for G1 Climax, right? Yep, indeed. Uh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, good on you, Elgin. You did it, buddy! Um, is there anything... I think we were kind of on this track already, but let's see if there's anything else you would have changed about this week's Ring of Honor. Uh, I guess just change the Elgin uh, ghetto match for something else. 
maybe like a studio, an event center report on Best in the World would have gone very nicely right there. Or a clean scene in the event center would have fit perfectly right in that spot. Or maybe maybe an update on Cheeseburger's condition. Is he is he rare? Is he medium? Is he well done? Just something I need to know. Well, not to be racist, but the boy just seems so well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was making food puns, but Garza went totally in a different direction. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess I just uh, you can use that. Cause it was like what, like five minutes at most. So you could use that time to like. Either show what happened to uh, the best friend in the world, or squash Colby Carino, or something like that. Oh, it's always a good week to squash Colby Carino. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard for us to complain about Ring of Honor's timeliness when we don't understand all the restrictions that are put on them as far as getting their show in on time. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like, it's understandable that this week they couldn't follow up the pay-per-view because, like, they really had just one day. But, uh... Like in coming weeks, you you may start to notice that there's like sometimes the uh, the sequence uh, it's kind of weird. Like they bring in like random matches that have no correlation to what they're building up to or to what they're coming from. And that's it, it. It gets annoying sometimes, at least to me. I can go no further without saying that we we have to talk about Roddy Strong versus the King of Strong Style. Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, these two sweaty guys just going all out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, my gosh. Roddy Strong's got all this buzz around him now. Nakamura, probably the best wrestler on the planet right now. Make your argument. I don't know. And, um, man, I tell you what, they didn't disappoint. The thing I was most impressed about is, like, Roddy Strong looked like he belonged in the ring with Nakamura, who is just absolute, yeah. of course, world-class performer. And that kind of impressed me the most out of that match. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, Like, the first and the last match were massive amounts of fun. It's just that match in the middle just killed the momentum of the show for me. Yeah, I'm slow. Yeah, Strong, Nakamura. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. Good times. <laughs> it happened. It happened. It did. It happened a half ago. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I have a feeling this is going to get dicey, so we better get into our rankings. We rank all four shows that air on Wednesday nights. So let's see where you boys got Ring of Honor ranked this week, because I think this is going to get interesting. Uh, Garza, why don't you go first? I'm going to give it number... Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to give it number one. Really? Yes, yeah, so I have like the matches we saw are like pay-per-view main event qualities. Like, sure, there wasn't really any storyline building, but it was just an amazing performance by all every guy. So number one, I, I don't want Mike to kill me. I know. No, far away, no, but... no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't want you to to travel all the way to Texas just to kill me. Um, I'm going to give Ring of Honor number three this week Uh, fantastic matches Uh, two out of three ain't bad Um, no storyline progression and that's because as a new Ring of Honor guy I want to see some fallout or at least hear some fallout from Best in the World and 
commentary updates, not difficult to do. Especially when you theoretically know who's going to win before you put out the finished product. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I will, I will like some follow-up. Matt? I'm with you, Mike. I've got Ring of Honor number three this week. It's just as awesome as those matches are. And I know there's probably not a whole lot they could have done about this. Look, the the, the, the window between pay-per-view goes off the air at 11 o'clock and we got to get this show out to every affiliate in the Sinclair broadcast group. Um, maybe they have to have it there by Friday. We, we don't know. We don't know what the what the timeline is for them. Um, well, I mean, so unless, they're, unless they're, they're booking on the fly. Hmm? Unless they're booking on the fly, they got to know that Roddy's winning the three-way, right? You know, it's easy to say that, but you don't know what's going to happen during the show. Anything can happen during a live show. Someone can get hurt. you got a book on the fly. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess guess that's true. I just mean, like, NXT's done it before where they dubbed over some lines. And Ah. sure, it sounded a bit awkward and forced, but, you know, Mm -hmm. it did, you know, follow concurrently with what was going on. A big difference here with uh, Ring of Honor is that Technically, for a lot of their their guys, they're still kind of like independent because they're not signed. So there's still the possibility that there's uh, problems flying in. Like, Roddy's not technically signed to Ring of Honor exclusively. So if he did a show the day before, I mean, there's always a possibility of a no-show. Okay. All right, I guess so, that's fair. So I, I understand what, what Matt's saying. But... I, I, at the same time, think that during the week, you could have done some backstage segments or interviews and just have them just in case. Or, like, a post-show interview of Jay Lethal. Yeah. yeah like, a, like a post-best-in-the-world fallout with Jay Lethal, like with him in the ring celebrating or with him with his folks in the crowd celebrating. Like, something, anything. Just, because I was so happy for Jay Lethal and just nothing on this week's show. Nothing yeah. at all. Tough situation. Them's the breaks. That's life for the number two professional wrestling organization in these United States. Arguable. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for round three of the Midweek War. We got one more to do. It's mm. the big one. It's Impact. I'm doing quick math. I'm not going to like what Macron's going to say. <laughs> and I got to tell you guys something. It's going to get hella ugly yeah. in uh, round four of the midweek. Yeah, well, um, you don't yeah. want to miss an episode, folks. So um, do what's right and uh, go subscribe on uh, iTunes. Go rate and review. Go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Get yourself all hooked up. So for Mike, go Knicks. <sighs> Garza. And yeah. do they play basketball in Texas? Uh, well, there's Dallas and Houston. Uh, they don't yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they, they have, like, three teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big point. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll see you next time right here on The Mid-Week. Impact better not be number one. War!